Well, I feel like much like a calzone, our <laughs> show is about all kinds of things like wrapped and folded around each other into mm-hmm. this warm little pocket that we can all enjoy. Exactly. Welcome to You're Like Really Pretty, where we're all Murphy Brown and we're all Jessica Day. (laughs) If you don't know who Murphy Brown is, we want you to go and look it up. You might be at least younger than 30. (laughs) So hi, Jen. Hi, Lizzie. What are we talking about today? Yes. So when I tell other women the name of our podcast, Typically, not always, but definitely often, they get it right away. For the dudes in my life, even my own husband, a legit mean girl span, they are often, not always, but often perplexed. My husband is also a legit new girl fan, and a few moments on that show that made 100% sense to me as a woman were completely over his head. One episode that was loaded with those kind of moments was early on in the show's run and is hands down one of my favorites, Jess and Julia. Oh, I love that episode. Yes, it is so good. And it is the focus of today's episode. I love it. Yeah, let's get into it. Yes, listeners, we have a special treat for you today. Today's episode will be a roundtable discussion of all the You're Like Really Pretty moments and Jess and Julia. However, more importantly, this is also a reflection on how as women, we are often pushed into archetypes that can't even begin to contain our complexities and how often these archetypes are pitted against one another. So, and as an extra special treat, we are joined by the beautiful, the fabulous, the talented, Danielle Daler. Ah, it's me. <laughs> That's me. Thanks That's for my having me. Um, I'm very excited to join this roundtable discussion and talk about Justin Julia, because this is one of my favorite episodes of New Girl. Yes. Also, for fans keeping track, we have mentioned before that Lizzie and I did run Mean Girls Clueless Trivia, mm-hmm. and we would not have done that without Miss Danielle Taylor. Oh, yes. By, by right, she is a, you're like really pretty, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, founder. I don't founder. know. Uh, founder. Um, I don't know. She's just, she's just great. She's just great. She's just, she's just, I can't think of the word because it's been an extremely long week. So she's just great. I'll take it. Thank you so much. I'm sure you could say a lot of other things. So <laughs> I'll take um, the positive. <laughs> sure but it is, a, it is a great episode. It is one of my favorites. Um, I think it's in it's the later, I think it's season, episode 11 in season one when like characters development is starting to kind of pick up a little bit. We're all kind of seeing a little bit more in depth of kind of who these people are. Um, and I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, most new girls fan probably know the episode front to back, but for anyone who needs a refresher or who hasn't seen the show, um, we're going to give you a quick little recap. Uh, there's definitely spoilers, but the show is also 10 years old. So sorry, but not sorry. Um, also, even though it's called new girl, my husband and I just rewatched it from start to finish because we were in kind of a show hole and it was like my third time watching it, but his first time. And he absolutely loved it. Like, I feel like you either have one character you really identify with, or you identify with little parts of each character. Uh, so if you haven't seen it and you still end up listening to this episode, I hope it kind of gets you into it. Cause it's, it's really great. It is. It's, it's truly one that I like to rewatch and my husband enjoys rewatching too. So there's something for everybody. Also 10 year anniversary of the show. So happy anniversary to all the oh, girls. God, stars. That makes me feel so old. <laughs> Um, Murphy what? Brown really makes me feel super old, but I know what that is. <laughs> You're the one who keeps bringing out Murphy Brown. I, well, I can't help it. I never get to talk about Murphy Brown, <laughs> but all right, here we go. Played by Zoe Deschanel, Jess is a perky and creative teacher who is living with three male roommates, Nick, the quintessential lovable loser, and at this point, the presumed potential romantic match for Jess. A seemingly shallow yet very loyal guy who loves the finer things in life, such as sculpting chutney. 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 
and Winnie the Bitch. <laughs> I'm going to take a moment to say that a hill I will absolutely die on is that Winston Bishop is hands down the best character on a show of great characters. The writers did not know what to do with him at the beginning, but this episode marks the start of them exploring his quirkiness, and I'm here for it. He has a great side plot this episode about fuckboys, but alas, <laughs> we will focus today on Jess and Julia. Um, I didn't know you could say fuck. Oh, yeah, we curse. Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. So funny side story. Um, I was chatting with one of my, with an aunt of mine and her daughters who in my mind will always be like nine and 12 years old are now like 16 and 18. And it's really terrifying. And she was like, we're about to listen to an episode of your podcast. And I was like, awesome. There are definitely some F-bombs in there. And she was like, oh, she was like, what F-word? Fantastic. I definitely heard a couple fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh um <laughs> but yeah, yes, we are, we, we're not censored we are an explicit oh. podcast okay. i mean we do shoot after eight o'clock we night. shoot after eight o'clock <laughs> we're in our pajamas there is wine yeah that's explicit as it gets <laughs> in our lives yes yes it is yes yes it is okay so julia is the name of the episode name julia Yes, Sorry. she is the new love interest of Nick. She is an intelligent young woman who is making strides in her career as a lawyer and rocking some pretty awesome blazers. Plays by plays played by Lizzie Kaplan. She has a toughness about her, and as basically every character played by Lizzie Kaplan, she just comes off as like effortlessly cool. <laughs> Actually, just think Lizzie Kaplan doesn't is have effortless. To really act. Yeah, she doesn't really cool. have to act. She just goes and does her thing. In a previous episode, we also learned that beneath her professional demeanor and blazers, she has a lot of rage, a lot of rage. Nick is smitten kitten with her, but they have not labeled the relationship as of yet because that is cool. Julia is a natural foil for the bubbly, anime-eyed Jess as they, present, as they present as being very opposite. They have come together, though, as Jess needs support, fighting a ticket where she breaks for her. Yeah, that's who Jess is. And that's great. It becomes clear very quickly that Jess and Julia will not be working well together. When Julia tells Jess that her personality is a great thing, and she says that Jess probably gets a lot of out of a lot of trouble by using her scared baby big eye look. Most tellingly, Julia is not a dessert person. And okay. Okay, so I just want to, you know what, I knew this was going to come up, we were talking about this episode, and I just want to get it out of the way that I am not a dessert person. I'm sorry, we're going to have to shut this up. <laughs> you like pie. I do, okay, you I like do pie. like pie. I do like a good key lime or like a lemon meringue pie, but I'm not, I'm not big on like cake or cookies i you know but hand me a bag of pretzels or cheez it's yes. and i will you know make them my bitch but i just you know i just i want to put it out there right now that i feel a little bit with julia on this one that i am not a dessert person you are a salt tooth not a sweet tooth. yes yes mm. and these mm. are fundamental differences <laughs> fundamental differences. fundamental so the but it shows setup. you that, you know, great things can come out of a sweet tooth and a salt tooth hosting a podcast. Listen, there's nothing great like a salty chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. But I digress. Yes. Yeah, so it does come up that she is not a dessert person. She's not a dessert person. That is not the central conflict of the episode. <laughs> but what is very clear to Jess and her friends is that Julia is a complete dust hater. Nick. <laughs> Uh, like my husband totally doesn't get the you're like really prettiness of it all. Like goes over his head. I think this is the perfect episode to display girl language because mm. guys, you know, my fiance Dan watched it and he's just like, I'm like, this is like great episode to to show you what girl language is. He's like, I still don't get it. They're saying nice things about each other. So what's the problem? Like, exactly. You just don't get it. You don't talk girl. So when there is a point in the episode where Jess was recalling a time where some girl mentioned about how much she wears polka dots, Dan was just like, 
well, what's wrong with that? I'm like, you don't get it. She, that girl was taking a date at her. And he's like, no, like that was a compliment. I'm like, you just don't get it. You're not a girl. And I feel like there were so many times in this episode where I'm like, this is girl language. Like, this is like epitome. This is, you know, a great example of the secret girl language that we all speak and understand, but we've right. spoken about. <laughs> well, because when, when she's telling Jess, like, oh, that's your thing, it could totally come off as like, like a compliment, I guess, or it comes off innocuous. But Jess knows, and we as an audience know, she's not complimenting her. She's not saying like, oh, you're a great girl and you're like just quirky and cool. She's like saying you're, I mean, she essentially called her fake and you yeah. have a thing. Like you're not a right. real person. You mm-hmm. have a thing. Uh, it, it was real nasty, mm-hmm. but to like a lot of, it is so. I was no, it is. And, and she, I mean, she brings it up at when, um when, so so she's trying to explain to Nick, like Danielle was saying, she was trying to explain to her significant other is like, she says it in the episode. I think I made a note of it here. It's like, oh, it's just how girls fight. Sometimes there are things, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are unsaid. So mm-hmm. a lot of time it is like inflection. It's tone. It's mm-hmm. the way that the, like these are presented. And I think a lot of what happened, I think kind of rewatching the episode, it, what I think a lot of it was, um, was I think that, uh, Julia is kind of um, she has like a preconceived notion that she's just not gonna she's not gonna get along with Jess because Julia's like she's very serious and she's very business oriented and she's like this hard pressed like career person and I'm sure there was like plenty of instances in her past where like I can't get along with like the bubbly like fun girl because that's not my style that's not who I am so and I'm sure throughout her life she was probably like pitted against girl that you know like because you are kind of pitted against people who have a different Mm -hmm. personality than you um so I think like it just almost happened organically right like and it's very you're like really pretty where you're like well I had this experience with someone who had a similar personality to you so we're automatically not going to get along oh gosh I remember like people will tell you like when you're meeting somebody oh they're just like you and you're like and you're gonna love them and you're like probably I'm not going to probably I'm not going to love you. Yeah. I think the other piece of it though is you're right. It's about inflection and tone. So you could say something that seems like completely innocent, completely okay. And that's why when Jess is talking to her two best friends about what's happened with Julia and she's recalling the polka dot incident, they ask her like, how did you say it? How did Mm -hmm. you say it? And just those inflections totally changed the game. And everyone, Jess, you rock a lot of polka dots. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's not complimentary. But if she recalled that story to someone else, they would say, oh, well, you didn't say anything mean to Jess. You mm-hmm. didn't do anything wrong. It's that pitch. Like, oh my God, you're rocking like a whole lot of polka dots. Like, that's nice. Like, <laughs> oh, like you're, you're rocking a lot of polka dots. That's mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's <laughs> judgmental. It <laughs> is. But speaking of judgmental, like Nick comes in. And he's like, he really dismisses like the gender dynamics of everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, this is stupid. Like you guys are just being stupid. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. Your kid's kind of gotten over the top at this point. And he's like, you know, Julia's just like one of those girls. that doesn't have a lot of girlfriends and just kind of, you know, she thinks like a guy, um, which is privileging that thinking like a guy yes. is the way to think. Uh, that was my first thought. And then I'm also like, <sighs> I get where he's coming from in some ways that maybe sometimes we read too much into things, but it's a lot of how, like it's, it really, it's like a lot of how we navigate the social world Mm -hmm. is picking up on these like clues that something's amiss. Well, and what you find, what you find out later in the episode too, is that Julia is like a little threatened of Jess because she lives with Nick. Like she obviously, she's like, you're like this beautiful, fun, like, teacher girl that can like tuck him in at night with like she brings up the blankie and she's like I never said the word blankie like why do you keep bringing it up I don't speak like Teddy Ruxpin right which, which, right by the way I don't know if Zoe Deschanel did that on purpose but she totally lists when she said Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> and I was like it's super cute but I could understand like Julia also being like Ugh, right like uh, 
But I feel like, you know, and so it's like, it's that you're like really pretty moment where she's like, well, this, yeah, this beautiful, fun, bubbly girl is like living with this guy that I'm dating. I'm, so I'm kind of threatened by that. So I'm going to like take a dig at her to make myself feel a little bit better about it. But she like took a dig at Jess and then she's like, oh, by the way, so like, are there girls that come through here? Like she tried to like bait her. Mm -hmm. For, like, intel, because she's very insecure and, like, very iffy about dating Nick and just her position as, like, the new girlfriend. And then there was a part where, maybe getting ahead, but, you know, a part where Jess kind of relays that info to Nick. And then Julia finds out. She's like, why would you tell him? And that's part where, like, regardless of how their relationship had started it's still like a unspoken girl code thing. Yeah, just, violated not, just violated it. And like, she's like, well, let me explain. It's like, no, like <laughs> you, you still, you still cross the girl code threshold. And yeah. like, <laughs> no what matter, I, I feel like it's just the universal like thing you just don't do. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I wasn't getting along with a girl. But what I, I really liked about what I liked about that scene in it too, though, is because of like there's a scene and there's the scene in the episode where Jess and Julia kind of come to a head. They're fighting at the bar because yeah, Julia mm-hmm. feels like Jess kind of betrayed like the girl code by telling Nick that um, she had been asking about like his dating past and isn't Julia telling her like I don't like you like I know like it essentially kind of calls her fake again like her whole like spiel. And she's like, I get it. I get that I'm like the hard pressed lawyer. And like, that's like my thing. But they both start like crying because a lot of times as girl, I know (laughs) I do. If I'm fighting with someone, even if I'm really mad at you, like I will start crying. But I I loved it because they're both they're fighting about defending their personality types which are like the total opposite of each other but then they both still end up crying and they're like i don't want to cry in front of you they come together with tears right. <laughs> but they don't come together that's the thing and it, it's like both of them have been kind of pigeonholed by a lot of how other people see them mm-hmm. and instead of kind of like breaking down that wall and like seeing how like they've been kind of limited by the way they see themselves and the way others see them they're like I, I'm not ready to be vulnerable completely in front of you. I just need to, mm-hmm. to cry it out. Um, meanwhile, Nick was also crying. Right. <laughs> let's, just, uh, let's just throw that out there. He was also very sad. Uh, just a, a quick rewind if you haven't seen the episode or forgot. Uh, because Julia got a little busted by mm-hmm. Jess around like fishing for information. Uh, Julia and Nick get in this kind of like battle of who cares less and, and, oh, I'm sleeping with so many people. I, I can't even work heels anymore. I have to pack running shoes so I can run from sexual conquests. Uh, <laughs> and again, that's like another thing right there too, is, is that struggle to be vulnerable in a, in a romantic relationship mm-hmm. too. And poor Julia, like I, I really kind of did feel for her there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, there's no front where she can kind of be vulnerable. We know at work, she likely can't be. You can't right think. exactly i'm sure that like transfers over because yeah, i mean you get it right and it's hard it's hard to feel like you can kind of have the best of both wor- worlds where it's like you want to be taken seriously in your job and your place of business but you still want to be like fun and approachable and da, da, da. and then like you know it's the the struggles that like women deal with like every day that like men will never have to go through like oh like well, I don't want them to think I'm a bitch or like, I don't mm-hmm. even know. It's like defending every, like. We have to was- conform into what is expected of us in the environment that we're in. Right. So if she's a lawyer. She has to be tough. She has to be blunt. She has to be front. She can't be girly. She can't be bossy. She mm-hmm. has to fit into this unrealistic mold. If she right. does one thing, she'll be seen as weak or, you know, vice versa. So I can understand. And I do feel for Julia, um, because I feel like women, we're just expected to adapt into our surroundings and because of society standards. So then we'll obviously, so then we just take these little like digs at each other because you see, like you see, I don't know. I actually, the, like when I'm rewatching this, like I really like this episode. Like it actually touches on like a lot about our relationships and like, especially yeah, woman to woman and how we just like, yeah, talk and communicate and these little things that we know. And I know I've done them in the past. You say something cause you're feeling like threatened by someone or you've had it say mm-hmm. to you and you're like, well, that was a backhanded compliment. Like mm-hmm. we need to stop it with the backhanded compliment. I know. 
I think like they're you're right. This layer, this episode was really layered because we could talk about just the dynamics between Nick and Julia. Right. And like that struggle to be vulnerable. We could talk about Jess and Julia, obviously. Like I said, there is this like other like plot with Winston mm-hmm. kind of learning to be more respectful mm-hmm. uh, to yeah. the women in his life. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this yeah. like 24, 25 right. minute episode all while being hilarious. Right. Yeah, I and then there's say, like Schmidt who's just like, upset about a damp towel. Um, what else would Schmidt damp! be upset about? Although, like, one of my favorite things whenever I like get out of the shower and I reach for a towel, if it's damp, I love to shout, damp! <laughs> um, well, that's an interesting quirk. Is there a reason? <laughs> no, because Schmidt does it in that episode. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're yeah. borrowing some Schmidt. A damp towel. Damn. We talk a lot about driving moccasins in our house because of Schmidt. I will say some of the, <laughs> the way Schmidt says things is so like inflections that he also uses yes. are so good that the lines really hold. Yes. Uh, another one is like uh, in one episode, Jess goes, scene of the crime. So I'm always doing that. Like, <laughs> if, if nobody's made a mess, I'm like, scene of the crime. <laughs> I love how Schmidt says Nick, 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 <laughs> Nick, Nick. It's like you don't pronounce my name right. No. It's me. The K is silent. <laughs> but yeah, I just I think it's a really dynamic episode. And I just it makes me think of the times where I mean I uh, felt pigeonholed yeah. into being either a Jess or a Julia and really limited. By that role. So I wonder, like, have you guys ever had a time where you felt like someone was seeing you like Jess or Julia and not seeing you beyond that? I feel like I have to do that every day at work. To be honest, when I'm in meetings with very high level executives, I can't show the Danielle that my friends know. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to swear, drink and curse in front of my, my bosses, but still. I don't do that all. I know I do. And anyways, like when I'm on a phone call or a meeting with high level executives and they're asking me questions or I'm in like into a conversation, I have to be so thoughtful, think ahead, kind of tone down my personality. And I tend to feel like I can't speak the way I would normally speak. I have to be way more thought out, more eloquent, Mm -hmm. um, use bigger words and bigger syllables. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And just be really careful, um, which is, a, you know, not a bad thing. You know, it's a work call, but, you know, some people, when we do social outings, they're just like, wow, I've never seen this side of you before. You know, are you like really like, you know, fun, quirky personality? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, but you just, you kind of have to put on this new aspect of your personality or like kind of play a role to fit into the environment that you're in mm-hmm. like right. I don't know if they would take me seriously I'm just like oh hey like just having a salt or you know what are we talking about today like that's how I would right. that's how I would talk but when you're talking about you know important topics that, that my company that I work for um you really got to put on your your business hat and mm-hmm. play that business role yeah and I mean it doesn't matter if you're talking about salsa or using bigger words like you're still going to get your job done mm-hmm. but it's it's that extra emotional labor I think that a lot of times we have to do to kind of make other people feel comfortable mm-hmm. and the majority of the people on the call are older right yeah older men um <laughs> sorry so you kind of just have to adjust to what mm. they're kind of used to hearing mm. yeah mm-hmm. so what I thought of is when I very first moved to Boston you know, I go to this party at in like a uh, Harvard area super excited and I started talking to this guy and he and I are having this great conversation and interestingly rewind to the first episode we're talking about Monica Lewinsky and all of a sudden, great conversation, great flow, going really good. I'm feeling a lot more confident about being in Boston. All of a sudden, he goes, oh, no, you're actually like, smart. I didn't really think that at first. And just like Regina George says, like, oh, so you're like kind of pretty. Yeah. And he was like, I was just like so thrown by that. He's like, you actually know a lot of stuff. 
and I was like, so what was your assumption of me? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think? And he's like, well, you're like really cutesy. I just didn't think you'd be that smart. Okay. Well, welcome to Boston. Well, us beautiful <laughs> people are rarely <laughs> <laughs> assumed to be intellectual. Intellectual. But yeah, I just remember no, I thinking. Mean, I get it. I... I don't, I feel like I've had to, I, I don't know. I was trying to think about this a little bit because when I was reading your show notes, like there's definitely been a few, there's definitely a few things. Like I feel like um, I obviously have like a very loud, like boisterous personality. And I've definitely had people like make comments that like have made me feel like bad about it. And then when I would hang out with them at later times, I would feel like I'd have to like, like bring my voice down a little bit and like not laugh too loudly and like make sure my stories were like on like you know above board or a little bit and after a while I was like why am I gonna hang out with them like why would I go and like decide to spend time with these people if they're gonna make me feel bad like I'm sorry I can't control the level of my voice like that's literally not something I have like any control over but I would let people like make me feel bad about it and um so there was that there's that part of it and then I feel like um because I work in like a trade and I think that a lot of people that work in a trade industry like whether you're a hairdresser like I am or you're an electrician or you're a plumber like I think there are definitely some assumptions about you that you aren't smart and because you aren't educated and like you don't tech, like fit the technical mold of like what a smart person is because you haven't, you didn't go to a four-year college or get, you know, whatever, like graduate degree or whatever, which if you did, that's amazing. And I'm happy for you. Um, but I definitely feel like, I feel like there's been times when I've had to like defend myself to people like, Oh, you're just a hairdresser. I even have, I have this one client um, who I know doesn't tip me because she, even though like I, I do her hair, like she finds my profession to be like less than. So I know that's why she doesn't give me a gratuity. Um, I don't know why I still do her hair, honestly. I was um, going to say, has she said something along those just, lines? It's just the way in which like she presents herself that like, I, I just, I am a lowly surf, you know? Um, so that is something like, like, oh, well you cut your hair. See how fucking easy it is for you to <laughs> right. do it. But that's, I think, been the the main one I feel like I've had to kind of defend myself, like, that I am what I think is fairly smart person. And just because I didn't, like, have a, like, traditional education doesn't mean I'm not educated. Well, and I hear that because I think people don't see the artistry in a lot of trade work. And I think, like, you know, I, I, you know, I did to the education route and I think, Conversely, like I had to prove myself a lot. I feel mm-hmm. like people thought because I was bubbly and optimistic mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't understand what was going on. And so a lot of times people would be surprised by the things that I would say or or do. And it kind of made me sensitive, like feeling mm-hmm. like, oh, like maybe I don't belong here. Right. And uh, really second guess, like my, my place in academia. And it just really sucks that people can't appreciate the different types of brilliance that there are in the world, that there's something really brilliant about the artistry of doing hair. Mm-hmm. I can't go and look and no, but there is. Cause like, I can't look at someone and see that vision. Like, that's a vision. You have to look at someone and say like, okay, this is what we can do. This is how we can work. And sit in that space with them and make them feel comfortable. And there's a lot of science and math involved <laughs> in here. Right. But like that's, if we look at anything, there's artistry in everything. Mm-hmm. In everything. Right. And, if uh, there's like, if there is any sort of electrical or plumbing issue in my house, I do not even bother to try and fix it. I call someone immediately because I, oh, yeah. you know, it's just so, but yeah, like, it, but they're like to your, like your statement, Jen, like we often feel like that, right? Like we have to fit into this like certain mold and I, this certain character. So like, well, I am in academia and I am a therapist. I'm a clinician. So that means I have to be like very focused and I'm very mm-hmm. serious all the time because I all am the all the time. Like I can't be this like bubbly fun personality and also be super smart and super educated and like very dedicated to like the service that I'm providing. 
Like we just, and I feel like that's really what a lot about this episode is touching upon of like feeling like you have to fit within a certain mold. And then someone who's fitting into their mold and you look at them and you're like, Oh, that's so frustrating. Cause I just want to do that. Well, I was thinking like for, for Julia, it's interesting because part of it, if we boil it down is her concern that Nick is some, at some point yeah. going to not value what she's bringing to the table yes. and value just as, you know, contribution mm-hmm. more. And I think it's interesting that instead of just feeling I think she's definitely feeling not confident about it, but she's also angry at Jess who's done mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we are kind of, I don't know what, I don't know if it's like trained or, but like, we just kind of, we like, are definitely mm-hmm. trained 100%. Because <laughs> um, history and movies and yeah. everything. Yes. The media. Um, and I mean, how many times when you were in high school, what did, was the guy that you liked, talking or flirting with someone else and it was her fault not his or your fault I remember this girl hating me and I was so nice to her (laughs) and we had been friends but oh the dude she likes catches feelings for me didn't do anything I like, don't understand that. Why is it the girl and not the dude that that's like this is math more than anything like in any tv show any movie I'm like why is it the girls hate each other it's just what we know it's just it's it's always well, been there it's just insecurity because i think it's insecurity well that's why we're here yes. that's why we're here <laughs> we're here to I get into like, it not be mad at each other for being our own person not be mad when someone likes the other person like it doesn't take away from who we are. for who for who you are and and but also what i i kind of almost Uh, the way in which like Julia said these things to Jess obviously wasn't the right way, but I do kind of appreciate her just being like, maybe we're not going to be friends because I feel like a lot of the time we do, like I was saying, like you spend time with someone because you just want them to like you and you just want to like, like maybe feel better about yourself because I finally won this person over, but maybe if from the beginning, like maybe not say it right to their face, like, I don't like you. I don't like your personality, (laughs) but maybe just saying like, I'm not going to spend time with this person because I just don't feel warm and fuzzy towards them. And that that's okay. And that's okay. I'm a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. Sometimes you know, I, more with people I actually felt when Julia told Jess flat out that she didn't like her I did kind of admire that a little bit a little bit yeah a little bit like I could feel the sting of it but I think like that is something that's so hard is Mm -hmm. to kind of say it's okay that we're not friends like we don't like each other and you try to keep forcing it and she was very blunt in a way that felt really uncomfortable for me and yet I still really admire it yeah because it's very hard to be vulnerable in that way of saying like this is how I feel right now I don't like you that's like I just, that's, I that's just so don't like you yeah oh yeah if <laughs> someone if someone said that to me like I would just yeah I would bust out crying <laughs> but what's worse taking these like friendly quote-unquote digs at you that are really attacking your character and basically calling you fake for being who you are Mm -hmm. or just saying I don't like you right I don't like you honestly it's interesting because neither is really great but I feel like as women we are conditioned to kind of do these like roundabout ways of letting people we don't like them instead of being like really direct Mm -hmm. well like I guess whenever I've had issues with friends in the past or anybody, it's like, if I don't like you, like I'm not a very confrontational person in general, but I feel as though like, if I don't like you, I may not want to put in the effort into telling them. I'm like, you know what? I don't have to get along with this person. Um, It's more like for me, self-preservation, like it's like a defense defense mechanism. Like I don't like you. You don't bring anything to the table where you're a taker of a friend. Like we just, you cause me more anxiety and more, you know, <laughs> angst than, you know, when I hang out with you, except not like I'm going to do what's best for me and just not be around someone that gives me a mm-hmm. negative vibe or energy. Mm-hmm. And, but I also don't want to sit down and tell the person, Hey, you kind of suck. <laughs> I don't like being around you. <laughs> like you could be a better person, a better friend, but you know what? I, I just want to put effort into the friendships and the people that I know 
want to know or, you know, to work on a relationship. Like, you know, I've been friends with you, Lizzie. I've been friends with Jen for many, many years. We've had ups and downs. But the thing is, we are still friends today because we genuinely know that we belong to be friends and it's a give and take. I don't mm-hmm. do anything for you guys because I know it's going to be reciprocated. Like friendships are give and take and you bring me joy of mm-hmm. being friends with you. Yeah. I'm getting mushy. Yeah. 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 I've had a few seltzers, um, <laughs> but there generally are girls that, you know, sometimes you just don't gel with and yeah. it sometimes can be immediate or it can take a couple of years to find out, mm-hmm. but it is, it's again, like, women are so different. We have such different personalities. Mm. We, you know, we work, we walk in different shoes all the time, but like, again, trying to like get to my point. It's like, I, I have, I would have a very hard time being that upfront with someone because I, regardless of how I feel about them, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't right. want to cause them any, any to be upset. It's just like, so up for me to kind of work around that situation, it's like, I'm just kind of like, distance myself because right it's kind of a way for me to gather my thoughts and really try to understand how I feel without having them in my life and if I feel better I know I made the right choice right and just because they're not a good friend in your life doesn't mean they're not a good person or no not at all right we just don't click and it just doesn't work out Mm -hmm. okay I think, Danielle, you're really good at setting boundaries with people too and kind of saying like, this is what I need from a friendship. This is what I'm going to give in the friendship. And like, if not, then, you know, I'm going to act. And that can feel really uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a lot of people. It's um, not ideal, but it's just sometimes just what you got to you know, do. We do have to think and I, I believe in celebrating women and I believe that it's okay for us to be any kind of person that we want to be. But sometimes the person someone is just doesn't gel. And that's right. okay. And that's okay. okay. And again, I think it's so really what I think, like kind of what we keep coming back to is vulnerability, right? So mm-hmm. vulnerability with yourself, with accepting like who you are, being comfortable with yourself and your own skin, vulnerable around other people saying like, this is who I am. This is my personality. Hopefully you like it. If you don't, that's okay. And then, you know, vulnerable with saying like setting those boundaries with other people and saying like, this doesn't like work for me. This doesn't make me feel comfortable. And I feel like kind of towards the end of the episode, both Jess and Julia do kind of get to this point where they both kind of say like, this is who I, this is who I am. Like Jess has that great kind of monologue at the end where she's like, you are done here. She's like, okay, hey, I have something to say to you, man. I break for birds. I rock a lot of polka dots. I have touched glitter in the last 24 hours. I spend my entire day talking to children. And it is fundamentally strange that you are not a dessert person. (laughs) (laughs) That's just weird. And it freaks me out. I'm sorry. I don't talk like Murphy Brown. And I hate your pantsuit. And I wish it had ribbons on it or just something to make it slightly cuter. And that doesn't mean that I'm not smart and tough and strong. And I'm about to go pay his $800 fine. And my checks have baby farm animals on them, bitch. (laughs) Baby farm animals. I know. Just again, if you, if you, if any of the listeners have not watched you girl, just do it. We cannot give enough credit to the inflections like the way that people deliver these things because yes. it's just so interesting like I said like, I don't know if she meant to list when she said Teddy Buxman but it was just like <laughs> wait is this a thing right because I do think that is a, a thing for me with Jess is this a thing or mm-hmm. like as we get to know her it is really her but sometimes she's just so overly cute overly sweet right. overly hopeful the entire show every character I feel like their comedic genius is like the, like I love Nick Cowboy. He's like a very physical comedy, com- comical, mm-hmm. <laughs> comical actor. Oh, yes. But like their lines, like you said, like how they deliver it, it is so mm-hmm. spot on. And um, that's part of the, what is it? The, the S charm. The charm. Yeah. yeah. And then the show, it has a lot of character growth that I think you don't really mm-hmm. see in a lot of television, especially these kind of like 
four friends living in an apartment. Like what kind of hijinks are they going to get up to? Like there's not a lot of like really good character growth. And that's what I really liked about this show in general. And just these one of these episodes like this, where it's like, mm-hmm. they actually touch upon like very real topics and things mm-hmm. that you've probably experienced in your own life, but they do it very silly and funny and make it enjoyable at the same time. They really do. They touch on a lot of gender dynamics. They talk about, mm-hmm. you know, touch on a lot of relationship dynamics. Um, you know, later on, a lot of like, I mean, this could be a whole other thing too. The struggle of being in your thirties and not being where you're mm. supposed to be according right. to whatever definitions thirties is supposed to look right. like, which has changed from our parent generation, mm-hmm. parents generation, and, and those maybe a little bit before us. Um, so there's a lot of things that it, it definitely touches on money, like the differences yeah. that people have in like money and how they manage that. And I, I love it for that. And another reason I love it is because this is another rare show where you see a really positive female friendship that is not mm-hmm. dominated by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I love her and Cece. I do too. I do too. Cece immediately, as soon as she felt like, oh, the vibe is that Jess does not like Julia and she's being mean to her. She's oh. there to rock. I you felt know. like Cece in that episode. I like, love, I do love that in that, that ribbon hat. Yeah. Put it on me. Yeah. You know, said a beautiful model. Like, like, what the hell is she talking about? This is amazing. I like, yeah, I felt I'm like, I love that Cece part. She's like, I'm going to stick up for my. Yeah. My immediately. Cute, yeah. My cute birdie break for birds friend right. you know like yeah because she's yeah. she's her best friend she's going to support her no matter what like crazy mm-hmm. hat she's wearing or polka dots she's rocking that day mm-hmm. and i also do be fair rock a fair amount of polka to dots. be fair uh polka dots are great and you have a great <laughs> you have like the best look for a retro look so like mm-hmm. if you want to do like that retro style that's so you and retro has a lot of polka dots depending yes, on us I was informed recently uh, from a child I work with that the nineties are now retro and uh, <laughs> I'm boring. I would think that they would actually want to listen to Nirvana or like, they're <laughs> using those clips that we used to use when we were kids. Like the, like the clips, the little plastic the, the snappy clips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like all about it. now. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. But, people are trying to bring back the chunky ironic. highlight. Like, Bell bottoms are coming back. Like, what the fuck is going on now? Oh, well, we totally talked about this. The fact that mom jeans are a legit yeah. thing, and we spent our whole life being told to run around, uh, run away from mom jeans. Right. Uh, There's a whole SNL sketch about mom jeans. Mom jeans. Oh, like with a uh, teeny, fa- teen, teeny, teeny, teeny Faye. Tina Fey. I'm not even like Buzz. Tina Fey <laughs> and Amy Poehler. They're all like wearing the mom jeans. The mom right. jeans. And now they're like, and then I had a snap from my friend Michelle a couple of days ago. She's like, I went to Salvation Army, got myself some mom jeans. And like, she was like bragging about it. But she's like a size two. Right. You know, so they look like really freaking cute on her. I'm yes. like, yeah, I All- keep her mom jeans because they got a poopa. Like, it's just, it's a little different. <laughs> I will say, I don't think this is trendy, but I've still been rocking my maternity underwear. So if that's in the same trendiness, then I'm there. <laughs> you do you, honey. You do you. You do you. <laughs> Jenny, it's rock that. a lot of maternity underwear. Yeah. I do. There's <laughs> those, like, and it goes straight up to my boobs like I'm Urkel. Nice. And I just- <laughs> There's this really cute maternity dress on my sheen the other day. I was like, I could do that. Like, it's just extra room for my belly. Um, when I... When we were all really poor and living in the city together and I would shop at the Goodwill, I bought a fair amount of maternity dresses that had like right? just an expandable waist. And I was like, you can't tell. No, no, you can't. You can't. Maternity dresses are adorable <laughs> and I stand by them and I stand by maternity underwear because one thing that you can count <laughs> on with maternity underwear, that stuff ain't falling down. And anyone that has a little extra dunk in the trunk or a little fupa knows how sometimes underwear can let you down mm-hmm. and maternity underwear is not going to do that. <laughs> just saying. Well, I feel like maternity underwear is like, it's like Spanx. Like it just like holds everything yeah. in. Right? right. But because you're not wanting to really hold things in when you're having a baby, right? Because you don't want to okay. like make them all like squished. Right? <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like that, but like in a comfortable way. Okay. I really can't. This is explain. probably where we lost the majority of our male listeners. Brian's like, 
Dear God. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. We love you. For anyone no. who doesn't know, my husband edits this this podcast. So yeah. maybe I'll take over on this one. <laughs> I definitely, as much as I try not to, but like I love to tease something Jen has been on the um, receiving end many times over the years. But it's because... I tease because I love, and I just kind of want to see your reaction. <laughs> and, but um, the, the whole reason I brought this up is that like, I might give my girlfriends like shit sometimes, but it's just like, it's cause I love you so much. And I like, I know that's kind of weird, but like <laughs> I give you shit and I tease and we have fun because that's just like, at the end of the day, you guys know I have your back. Like there's nothing I wouldn't do for you and a little too much. Cause I'm very overprotective apparently, but like, yeah, um, you are seeing wearing the ribbon hat. Yes, I, she would, I she? would. I would. But I have definitely felt like I used to be or had made comments like Regina George. And sure. Oh, so you're like really pretty. Like, it's only because probably like the way I grew up, I was an only child. I got teased a lot. Like, I was bullied. So, and I was, I grew up on TV and movies where I saw these beautiful women have everything and then like ugly buckling getting shit on all the time. So it's like, of course we grow up having insecurity and, and, you know, afraid of being vulnerable because we were shaped in the society mm-hmm. norm, like and into a mold. And I definitely feel as I've gotten older and much wiser um, <laughs> that I am not alone when I think I'm like, wow, like I could have, better skin or nicer hair or better clothes. I could accessorize, but like, I could always do something better. I'm like when I see girls with like beautiful manicures, I'm like, wow, like I, I should have taken time to take care of myself. Like we're constantly, what's, what's the word? Um, not judging, but like um, comparing ourselves, comparing, comparing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Comparing each other. And I think that's where the, you don't want to admit that you're comparing or you mm-hmm. feel like they're better than you. So mm-hmm. what do I do to make them feel like shit and make me feel better? You put them down. Yeah. And, and I think that's the root of what's going on with Julia is that she feels mm-hmm. insecure mm-hmm. and who she is. Which and sucks, it, right? Because she's feeling insecure that she is very, a, a big successful lawyer. And that's oh, made her maybe, yeah. maybe a little quote unquote rougher around the edges, right? Like maybe she's not like the fun one because she's always been like at law school and like doing all this hard work and it like makes her, which sucks, right? Because it's like, you, she should feel empowered and like that I'm this like badass lawyer chick and I'm super smart and I probably make all this money, but then it's like, oh wait, but I still, even in that aspect, like would even someone who, if we would look at them and th- think like, she's got it all figured out. Right. And then, but they still have their own insecurities. Right. And then that's why Jess, who also, I mean, we get the benefit of getting to watch Jess develop and become more confident in who she is, but she's still also, you know, relatively insecure at that point. So when she makes that speech um, where she's like, I have animals, like baby farm animals on my chest, there is this like kind of sense of like, I'm stepping into a power that I'm not quite sure I have yet, but I'm going to try. Um, And so, but we get to see Jess grow and become so much more like, comfortable with who she is we don't get to see that with julia you know she's a small story arc and the history of new girl yeah uh, but i hope for her <laughs> i really hope for her that she becomes more confident and in believing in in her abilities yeah and that she's just as good as jess and jess is just mm-hmm. as good as her um but i think that's the root of it it's just like a lack of confidence and i think even you know danielle like when you were teasing me when we first met I was really insecure. Like I was just moving to a new area. I didn't know anyone. It became really uh, apparent that there were cultural differences like Tennessee and, and Massachusetts are like their own countries in some ways. <laughs> yes. And uh, the more confident that I've been in myself, like when you tease me, I think it's funny now. Right. But back then I didn't know it was like, it was coming off in a bad way. Like I didn't, I didn't really comprehend that, Hey, you're teasing may not always be the most right thing to do to a poor Miss Jen, but look at us but, now. Right. Look at us now. <laughs> we all grow. We, we all, all grow. grow. And we have to assume in the new girl universe that Jess mm-hmm. grew and Ju- Julia grew as well. And, uh, 
I, I, I just, I, I really do love this episode. I just think that there's so much to really, really think about. And so much is relatable about Jess and Julia. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, one of my favorite relationships of the entire show are Jess and Cece. Yeah. Because Jess is like the quirky, you know, do better Mm -hmm. teacher. And then Cece is this beautiful model, you know, so like, like they, it's not typical. Well, they shouldn't match either. They shouldn't be exactly. Yeah. But like they complement each other and they are still friends regardless of how different they are. Mm -hmm. And they're still, you know, Cece's a beautiful model but Cece's like the typical model like you know she's just like my job is my face my job is my face I think it was one like one of my favorite things she said in one of the episodes she's like my job is my face my job is my face don't touch me um and then she's best friends with this like quirky nerdy girl that normally beautiful models aren't friends with right but they grew up together and they're still best friends and they made it work okay so let's be frank okay Cece is weird too Oh yeah, she has a weird thing. Cece's totally weird. I love that. Like I love later on. Oh yeah. Going back to the amazing Winnie the Bish. Uh, when Cece and Winnie the Bish <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just went through my nose. See, that's how amazing Winnie the Bish is. Just saying his name brings laughter and joy. So they eventually form their own friendship too. And he brings out a lot of her quirkiness. And I love that. Like seeing her more well-rounded and see that she's got her kind of little idiosyncrasy. See, it's not just me. No, there's just some words that are weird to say. There's just some words that are weird to say. Idiosyncrasies, guys. Lizzie, listen, <laughs> you did a good job. No, that was good. You got Thank it. You. you got Thank it. You, Lizzie. But she has her own stuff too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe some of that did come from being friends with Jess so much. Maybe that's why being friends with Jess was like more natural for her. Right. I mean, also in fairness to Jess and Julia, like they're kind of like, in the situation where they're kind of forced to have to get along because Nick yes. is the roommate and Nick is the boyfriend. There's going to be times when you are kind of like forced into these situations, right? Where maybe it's like a friend of a friend or a friend is dating someone and maybe you don't love them, but at the end you just have to be, maybe like you can be kind and courteous to them, but you don't have to be their best friend. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. hang out and watch a movie and blankets on the couch, but you can be like support- a blankie. Um <laughs> You don't have to, but you can be, you can be like supportive of your friend who's in that relationship and like, and then just be like kind and courteous to that person without like being outwardly like, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that just a life lesson? No matter. Yes, yeah. hundred percent. I really, like, yeah. Try to be just nice try. to each other. And, and understand that we all do have our insecurities. We all, none of us really have it together. And you could look at someone on the outside and think that they have it all, but chances are they're just as worried about something about themselves as you are about mm-hmm. yourself. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I think um, this last weekend I went to visit some friends and I was so like, okay, I promised I'd bring these breakfast sandwiches. And I said, I'd make these little egg cups for the kids. And then I wanted to make a sensory bottle because two of them like are having babies. And then I had like some homemade Play-Doh. <laughs> so I showed up and everyone was like, oh, how does Jen do all this? Right. I was so anxious that whole morning trying to get everything together and wondering if I could do everything that I had said because Mm -hmm. we don't always have, you know, like just because someone presents really well doesn't mean that they necessarily have it or they have it, but it it takes a lot of work. Right. And that's okay. Um, It's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And if you show up with like a croissant that you bought at Stop and Shop and that's okay too. Market Basket has like the best bakery around. So that's usually like, they really do. Like what can I pick up? I'm always like, if there's a problem, I'm like, what can I pick up? Not what can I make? Right. What can I pick up? up? It's a bowl of fruit. It's a bowl of fruit (laughs) and a veggie tray. All of my (laughs) friends know that. (laughs) But and you know thing. what? I love it. I love it. I know there's going to be fruit there. 
Absolutely. And a cheese tray. There's always going to be a cheese tray. A charcuterie <laughs> board, <laughs> veggie plate, fruit plate, all of it. Yes. So I will say, despite all of our talk of calzones on this podcast, when we do have <laughs> together, we do tend to now bring much healthier options than we did in the past. Oh my gosh. I know I brought it back along along with the cheese is there yeah, is yeah. Also there has fruit. to be cheese but if you have cheese on a potter with like carrots and cucumber is it really unhealthy it's, like, all, it's all about balance it, it, yeah. Yeah. it yeah. mixes the cheese stuff out because as long as you have carrots and cucumbers yeah yeah I think it's, it's totally legit like <laughs> <And> hummus, hummus. <laughs> All right. Well, it's we've been doing this for like an hour and a half, so I'm gonna probably end it here. So Brian <laughs> isn't editing for hours on end. But, but can I say one last thing? That was yes. one of my favorite parts um, of that episode when Julia comes at the end and she's like, "Hey, I'm like actually here to talk to you." And then, um, and then he, she's like, "Well, you know, Julia, uh, Justice, like, well, Nick's not here," and she's just like, "Hey, I just want to apologize." But then, you know, she's like, "Oh, I'll just like wait till Nick comes home." But then Justice like, "No, come in and like." It's crochet time. Mm-hmm. It's crochet time. And then she, cause you know, in the earlier, in the earlier, the episode, Nick says, well, she doesn't really have a lot of girlfriends. So that's why she's kind of like a guy, you know, blah, right. blah, blah. but to see, you know, despite their differences and despite their confrontation, you know, at the end of the day, I feel as though every girl kind of have like a, a, a mutual understanding and respect and mm-hmm. you know the fact that just put her feelings aside about being told she's fake and this person straight to her face told her that she didn't like her just still invited her in to join her and her girlfriends doing right Jay. you know and then you know she joined them and then she of course you know julie got very frustrated because she was trying to make something and it wasn't cute but like and then just was just like you know what if you're trying to make a baby here you're dumb it's all good. It, it, just, it was a very cute wonderful ending to that and yeah because I, I, I'm so thing. thankful that they showed that because you know at the end of the day yeah as girls can't always get along we have our like secret right. bitch code language but like at the end of the day like we can be respectful we can be respectful, be respectful be here right. for each other because I feel more now than ever women need to empower other women and not put each other down because you know mm-hmm. what society has put us down enough so why keep going with this social norm of doing that and kind of changing the narrative and mm-hmm. and we don't have to be best friends no no but I mean, no. <laughs> no no of course not but being no, like no, no no we don't have to be best friends no we don't have to be best friends and i never got the sense that yeah. at the ending jess and julia decided to be best friends no there's mutual respect Mm-hmm. And there was increased empathy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that at the end of the day is the biggest thing, just mm-hmm. having increased empathy for one another mm-hmm. and trying to be respectful of who one another is as a person mm-hmm. and teach their own. Yeah. Teach their own and just feeling good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just try to stay away from putting them down just because there's differences. And sometimes it's hard to do that. Like in the moment I'm like, I can make a sarcastic comment, but sure. deep down I'm not, really a malicious nasty person like i what no one said you were (laughs) i i don't think i am i'm just saying like i'm talking about those comments i made to you when you first met like i came off as like really rude to you but like that's not who i am that's what i meant like but but that was also me same like same as justin julia jumping to a conclusion Right. And I think what's really nice is I think all three of us and all the other people that we're close friends with, we're really different in a lot of ways. Uh But I think our similarity is is that a lot of us had maybe some struggles where girls judged Uh us and didn't accept us for who we were. And we didn't want to do that to other people. And so now we've come together and really embraced each other for one another's uniqueness. Uh And I will say new girl definitely each character is unique and mm-hmm. each character is embraced and I love that mm-hmm. so I'm so glad we got to talk about this today mm-hmm. so glad we got to like peace out like uh one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. for sure uh, I think the only one that rifles it is maybe Thanksgiving with Justin Long uh, <laughs> <laughs> dead body dead body <laughs> first day in November <laughs> There's like musical theater in it. Uh-huh. So it was like made for me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, no, this, this was a great idea. I love that you came up with it. I think I thought it was really smart. And it's like you said, in 24 minutes of this episode, they really touch on a lot of issues and a lot that we've talked about in this podcast before. So I thought I thought it was great. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that we had Danielle as our little guest host. Thank I you for it. having me. Our, yeah. our resident new girl fan. And mm-hmm. yes. Um, and if you like our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. You can like us and rate us on Apple podcasts. That's how other people hear about us and, you know, just spread the word, spread the love. Tell us your favorite new girl episode. Um, up soon, we are going to be interviewing, I don't want to say she's like a psychic. Cause again, like, I don't know if that's the right term, but she does tarot card readings and we're going to talk to her a little bit about like, I guess, like, I don't know if I can call her a psychic, if that's like the proper term to use, if she would prefer something else, we're going to learn all about that. Exactly. And I'm really, really excited. So we got a lot of good stuff planned for the future and I hope you guys stay with us. We didn't have any grilled cheese epi- recipes this episode, but maybe there'll be more in the future. Well, if you check her Instagram, I did (laughs) throw one down for you. Check the gram. Check the gram. And, you know, if you last week we covered our last episode, we Mm -hmm. covered Marie Antoinette. Today we're covering New Girl. So if you have like a pop culture or a history moment that's like a totally pretty you're like really pretty kind of thing. Let us know. We'll see. I was thinking a fun one could be like the Britney versus Christina rivalry that like the media portrayed them as having would be fun um, to I'm so talk into about. That. I'm so <laughs> into that. The Christina versus pink controversy. No. During- <laughs> Sorry, sorry. That was really- <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I'm Shut so- it down. I know. I'm sorry. But I'm so into the Christina versus Brittany. That's because that goes back to childhood, Danielle. <laughs> no, but I don't. Okay. We'll talk about this. <laughs> All right. Let us right. Know over. But let us know on the gram what you'd like to hear. Yes. Everything is just about learning to be less judgmental about one another and ourselves. Yes. So we love you guys and just love us. <laughs> love you guys. Love us. I love you. Love Thank you. you. Bye. Love you. Bye.